Welcome to the Asset Podcast. We are here today with Mitch Resnick, Head of Research and Sustainable Fixed Income at Hermes Investment Management, to talk about the latest trends for ESG investing for fixed income and equities in Asia. Let's take a listen. What are the latest trends in terms of ESG investing in fixed income versus equity in Asia? So um, let's let's start that, uh, answering that question by talking about ESG, um, shall we say, penetration in Asia in general, and then even from there, I think you could probably split the region by uh, emerging market mm-hmm. versus developed market or EM versus DM. Yes. And what we find is actually really interesting is that um, on, on the one hand, Asia, developed Asia is one of the least penetrated regions of the world in terms of ESG consideration or responsible investment consideration. If you look at the PRI numbers, uh, they show that. However, the, the, the more positive story here, there is that uh, from a growth point of view, Asia is the fastest growing area of ESG penetration. So in 2018, signatories to the PRI grew nearly 30%. and Indications are that going forward, that trend will continue because looking at um, a poll that shows the role of sustainable investing and how will that change over the next five years. Back in 2017, Asian investors were saying, oh, that number will, you know, 60% of investors believed that sustainable investing would be important over the next five years. That number has jumped this year at the end of 18 to around 70%. Uh, that's more in line with you know rest of the world. Obviously, you know Europe is, has got a has got a larger number in in that area uh, in terms of expectations. But it's, in, it's Asia is effectively con- converging and catching up with the more um, advanced or more maturing markets from from an ESG integration point of view. Now, if you were to break that down into equity versus debt, mm. I don't think Asia is very, very different than the rest of the world in the progression of uh, ESG considerations, and that is that, and that's cal- which is say that equity was effectively the lead, and fixed income is quickly following and catching up, and it's certainly entirely caught up in certain parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason for that is that it's couched in finance history. Um, you know, for the vast majority of financial history, companies were financed with share uh, with with equity and bank and bank debt and mm. so shareholders effectively had the the sort of the main voice in um in in directing companies but now you're looking at the world fixed income market cap is greater than equity market cap so fixed mm. income investors are now um an important you know important part of capital structure companies actually you know of course depend mm. on fixed income markets in the way uh, that they never have in the past so the disintermediation of credit is now in the hands of investors across the world in a way that's larger than, than equity, and so um, you're seeing the fixed income investors catch up. If you were now drilling down, some of the key differences there is that I think that um, in Asia, um, from a fixed income point of view, it's really, um, from a, an issuance point of view, it's, it's, it still seems... Uh, more thematic. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For example, the green bond market yeah. is growing very fast. Particularly in Asia, it was the fastest growing market in the world last year. Fifty yes. billion of, of green bond issued uh, in 2018. It's a jump of 35 percent in what was a somewhat slower year in green bond market, principally predicated to the, principally due to the forces of the bond market in general. 
over, you know, a little over 31 billion came from China, which is the second largest green bond market in the world. Mm. We're beginning to see sustainable bond issuance. Um, but those issuance, you know, for the most part are still coming to, uh, and sorry, we're also seeing the green bond, you know, if, if that, if that Chinese green bond market is princi- <clears throat> principally onshore. Yeah. We're now seeing issuance uh, beginning to be offshore, which is principally from the, in the you know the higher rated um, issuers, so the Republic of Korea, mm. for example, um, Hong Kong government. Um, we're seeing some sustainable bonds, but this is this is the normal trajectory of, of, of the green bond market. You know, it starts with the highest quality, the governments, mm. and then corporates follow. So, difference with the equity, I think you know, seeing it's still you know um, quite. Thematic, mm-hmm. particularly on green bond front, uh, sustainable. You're seeing some, um, you know, private wealth managers like UBS have mm-hmm. launched products in Asia that are that are very successful in terms of sustainable offerings. Sentiment and understanding is, is changing. I think that you know historically, you know, when I first was started visiting Asia, I would get things like, well, I do charity on my own, so I'm not interested in ESG, and that's. We're going to evolve from this more thematic type of product to a more sophisticated understanding, like we have everywhere else, that ESG is, of course, these thematic products around green bonds sustainable, but it's really also about, uh, as importantly, ESG integration. Yeah. And that is, the con- that is the idea of folding the ESG considerations mm. um, into your investment process to create that much more precision and that much more information and reduce uncertainty around your investment decisions. And that, you know, that is, you know, a lot there, there, there's really no difference between equity and credit. And I think there's a growing appreciation for delineating these different um, flavors, shall we say, of ESG investing. So we're, and that, that follows, the, the, that's a natural move in a fast growing, um, in, a, in a fast growing ESG market. Thanks for joining us today, Mitch. We'll have more of ESG investing in fixed income and equities in other podcasts.